Hallelujah. Oh, glory to the Lord God. We need to pray. We need to pray. I tell you, we need to pray. We got people that are struggling. We got people that are sick. We got people that are lethargic. We got people that are fighting battles. I'm telling you right now, we need to pray. If there's ever been a time for the church to pray, it is high time we pray. Nothing will change if the church does not humble themselves, turn from their wicked way, and pray and seek the Lord. Oh, glory to God in the name of Jesus. Uh, we're praying for those that are sick, like Sister Maria Spivey, sick in her body. Others, uh, those that have had surgery, praying for a full recovery. God, in the name of this service tonight, our children, oh, Lord, the ensemble, if somebody would help me, you'd be glad if you really knew uh, that communing with God works. Uh, praying works. Uh, praying is not in vain. Uh, seeking God. Uh, oh, hallelujah. Calling on the name of the Lord. Uh, oh, glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Uh, I know you may be weary in body, but none of you are more weary than I. Driving back from McKinney, preaching this morning. But I'm telling you, I'm glad I'm in the house of God. I'm glad I'm in the presence of Almighty God. I'm glad I've given the privilege and the opportunity and the honor to pray and to seek God. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, put your hands together. Amen, amen, amen. We get some lights on. Our children from the academies coming. Looking forward to the opportunity this evening of preaching the Word of God. God has spoken to me today out of the clear blue. And I'm going to be preaching in just a little while. Amen. But now, bless the children. They're going to be singing a special song from our academy to honor 9-11, that we don't forget what happened. Amen. Bless them today. People can be people and events can be honored and remembered in many in many ways. We remember honors our fallen heroes and reminds us of how we felt as a nation after September 11, 2001.
let us remember and never forget, not just 9-11, but all of the fallen Americans that have fought and died for our freedom. Ensemble, make your way to the platform. Amen. Thank you, children. Give them another great big hand. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Little Hadassah is not doing well, so Pastor Brown is with her. Amen. But I am glad that the rest of you have made it tonight. Good to see you. Let's worship Jesus. Amen. When I think about the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, how he healed me to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord, how he picked me up. And turn me around how he placed my feet on solid ground. It makes me want to shout. the Lord, how he saved me, how he raised me, how he filled me with the Holy Ghost, how he healed me to the uttermost, when I think about the Lord, how he picked me up and turned me around, and how he placed my feet. On solid ground, it makes me want to want to shout, Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus, Lord, you're worthy of all the glory. It makes me want to shout, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus, Lord, you're worthy. I'm 
solid ground It makes me want to shout Hallelujah Thank you Jesus Lord you're worthy Of all the glory And all the honor And all the praise It makes me want to shout kept it fresh what Jesus really did for us. Oh my. Oh my, how he filled me. How he healed me. How he picked me up, turned me around, placed my feet on solid ground. Do we really know what that really truly means? I pray you get a new, new vision of that. Let's sing another song to the Lord.
say something that we want to say and give the Lord one of the highest praise that we can give him in word. What's that word is? Hallelujah. Amen. Shout it again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now in way of our announcements, we have Ladies Fellowship, which is going to be Friday, September 23rd. It's going to be um, through 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock. Friday, September 23rd. On September 27th, of this month on Tuesday, we're gonna have a veterans outreach like we did uh, last month. I, I believe our pastor wanted to do this month, amen. And I'm looking in the congregation right now and I see several veterans that uh, we would love to have you attend that meeting that we that we was gonna be conducting, praise the Lord. Be glad to have your presence there, amen. You can give your testimony what God has done for you. Some of you, got saved through the military, after the military, you can talk about the things that God delivered you from, why you was in the military and everything. We just had a good time of fellowship. So uh, try to attend that if you can. It'd be Tuesday, September 27th, and that would be between 6 o'clock and 8 o'clock. Um, also, uh, we have a, our Texas conference. It was going to be in October. It's going to be uh, started October 6th. 
um, through the through the seventh, through the eighth, of course, uh, they have an, a ministerial planning meeting. So some of you wouldn't have to really participate in that. But if all possible, try to attend our, our services, which is going to be uh, October sixth. We're going to be begin at seven p.m. and it, it's October seventh. They're going to begin at eleven thirty a.m. And that evening service is going to be 6 p.m. Amen. So keep in mind about that. We have it here at this church. Amen. So most of all our members should at least show up for what we have in our own church. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And also on October the 30th, we have an, a potluck. Amen. So uh, once again, the list is out there for those that desire to bring something for us to enjoy and talk about after we eat it, uh, why don't you bring a dish? Amen. Also, we uh, fall festival is going to be the day after that. That's going to be Monday, October 31st, and that will start at 5 p.m. And ladies retreat, I see it's a goal for ladies retreat, and we're going to have that uh, November 11th through the 12th. Amen. And that's going to be on what what day is, oh, okay, November 11th and the 12th. So that's, I don't know the time uh, that's going to be conducted. So get with, I believe, it's a pastor's wife or either the bishop's wife, and they will let you know uh, the time that, uh, that that's going to be taking place. Praise the Lord. Maybe someone else here have a prayer request. You had one letter be made known tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord. I think the sister earlier today had a, a prayer, had a, not a prayer request, but a announcement. Amen. So is there any more announcements that um, I didn't bring out that you would like to uh, give to the congregation this evening? Anyone? Brother Hillman, let me elaborate on the ladies' retreat, if I may. Mm -hmm. November the 11th is Veterans Day. That's a Friday. Check-in will be at 3 o'clock at Summer Meal at the Big Bird Lodge. Now, ladies, you do not have to, if, if you or having some financial difficulties. You do not have to stay at the lodge, but you are welcome to do so. If you decide to stay at the lodge, the single rooms are 125. If you have another sister you can share with, there are five double rooms that'll make it 6250. Now, just because you are unable or you do not wish to stay at the lodge, you can come out at three o'clock and just have a great time and sometime around 10, 11, 12 o'clock that evening, you can go home and come back the next day. They don't check out till three o'clock and then after that, they're going to the WB Ranch to continue. So ladies, this is a good time for you. And so you can, you can either stay at the Big Bird Lodge. We stayed during our retreat. It's a beautiful lodge. For those that stayed there, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful setting. And I'm sure that they will coordinate some food, the ladies will, and, and y'all just have a good time. And so, again, you do not have to stay, but if you want to, like I believe that Sister Brown said, I, I made the mistake of mentioning that Abigail Brown might want to go, and she said, oh, no, this is ladies' retreat. <laughs> it's time to get away from the children. And so that means that Brother Brown and myself will be taking turns with the children. However, so that'll be a time for you to get away and have a ladies' time and have a good time of fellowship. That's November the 11th, 3 o'clock, 
for the following day at 3 o'clock for those that are staying and those that are not can leave at about midnight or before and come back the next day and continue it. All right? Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So at this time, we would like to receive, if there's no more announcements, we would like to receive our offering, a shekel offering and tithes and this regular general offering, whatever you have to give to the Lord. Praise God. I want to also give some more on the Texas conference. That Wednesday before, we'll worship the Lord and then we'll clean like we always do. It's important. It's important that we attend and show a good, good support of this church and your pastor and bishop. It's important. Also, amen, we're going to have a special song Thursday. We're going to have hands of praise on Friday. I think it's it's a fellowship at 1130. We're going to have food and great time of fellowship on Friday at 1130. So if you're able, please come. It's important. Praise the Lord. And we'll get everybody situated here. And I, I really want to, uh, I've been thinking about this message since this morning when the Lord just spoke to me out of the blue, just out of the blue. Wasn't even thinking about it. Preparing my heart for McKinney, that service, and the Lord began to deal with me about some things and really began to speak with me. So, I just want you to know that this is not pointed at any one of you. It may feel like that, but it's not. Those that may be watching or watching later, I'm just going to preach what God told me to preach. And the Lord has really dealt with me about this. And so, basically, early this morning, Hebrews, if you'll bring that scripture up, I had a minister text me this, and we don't know each other that well. But he texted me and said that I was on his heart. And it says there, for God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. Did you hear those words? Work and labor of love. Let me say this to you. This is going to be a beginning that's a little different. But I'm going to tell you something. A pastor or bishop needs to work. And they need to labor. It is not something just to have, and you'll see where I'm going, just to have a service and get through the week and, okay, we're doing this, we have these activities, and there are growth that needs to take place. There's building in the Lord that needs to take place. And let me tell you something, it is work. 
God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, which you have showed towards his name, and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. That was the start of my day. Let me also say this trip on Saturday and Sunday was one of the hardest trips we've had. I'm telling you everything. My grandson, we just stopped to go to the bathroom. Well, he had to go again. I'm thinking, there's a Walmart. We'll stop there at Walmart. I have never in my life been in such a worst Walmart ever. As soon as I went in, I felt the oppressive spirit. Carts were everywhere in the parking lot. It was dirty. It was trash. I couldn't wait to get out there. My whole demeanor changed after I left that place. It just, it just was not a pleasant experience. We got to the hotel. The room wasn't. It, it was filthy. They tried to put us in another room. It was filthy. We went to eat. We needed a break. The food was great. Service was wonderful. I called the clerk. Ma'am, we're leaving. Please don't charge me. Well, that'll be up to the manager. Well, I'll be there soon. All right, we got there. She said to some other folks whose also room wasn't properly ready. They were a little bit more heated than I was. I was waiting, and I was waiting for the manager. He never came. I said, ma'am, we're leaving. I told my grandson, get the cart. We loaded up. She told me that the manager was not going to charge. Whether he does or not, we were getting out of there. Went to another Holiday Inn. Wow, what a difference. It didn't stop, though. I spilled tea all over the floor. My grandson moves and moves and moves and moves. But we had a service in McKinney. We had people crying in the pew. We had them afterwards said this was a message that really ministered to my heart like when I was a child attending an apostolic church. All the while, during all of this, God began to deal with me what to preach tonight, and I'm going to preach this message. My text will be over in Ezekiel chapter number 3, verse number 7. Ezekiel 3, verse number 7. I will preface this again. This came out of the blue. It's not directed at any one of you, even though you may feel like it or those that may be watching. But I'm going to preach it. And when the Lord begins to move and the anointing begins to fall, there's no telling what I'm going to say. Ezekiel chapter 3 verse 7 says, But the house of Israel will not hearken unto thee, for they will not hearken unto me. For all the house of Israel are impudent and hard-hearted. You may be seated. Let me try to preface this and lay a foundation. He's talking to the prophet Ezekiel. In verse number 4, he said, Son of man, get up and go to the house of Israel and speak my words unto them. For thou art not sent to a people of a strange language or hard language, but to the house of Israel. Not to many people of a strange speech or of a hard language, 
whose words thou cannot understand. Surely, if I'd have sent you to them, they would have hearkened unto thee. All this began to stir in my heart without me realizing it. When Brother Phillips texted me a little clip of a message in the Green Church. And I was preaching just like I preach now. Isn't that right, Brother Phillips? Just like I preach now. But yet during that era, people literally were jumping out of the pews or the chairs. So I got to pray a little bit. God, what has changed? So I forgot it. And God began to deal with me that I am, and there's a few others like you, we are dinosaurs. Not yet extinct, but the church world looks at us as being extinct. My generation respected the elders before us, and we listened to their teaching, and we followed their example. We didn't deviate from the old paths. We understood the importance of separation. We understood the importance of physical and spiritual holiness. We understood by our elders the importance of submissiveness and obedience to those that have the rule over you. Something is happening to the church. It is evolving. And that's what I want to talk tonight about, the evolving parentheses. It's a heart thing. It's amazing to me. As God began to deal with me about some things, how the church has evolved from having three services plus a prayer meeting plus fellowships to now it seems like that pastors that are under the age of 50 want to just have one service on Sunday. Why? Is it too much work? I'm preaching tonight. I'm going to tell you what. Listen, there is some work to be done, and one service on Sunday is not enough to teach and preach and ground people. All they want to do is give a little message, get them excited and emotional, and say, okay, my job is done. Let's have a little study here or there. Honey, that is not what our elders did. That is not how the church of the living God was built. That is not how this church was built. Yes, it takes a lot of work for a man to develop three messages a week, but God expects a man of God to work, to study, to pray, and to listen. It's not enough to say, well, everybody else is doing it. I begin to think, and I begin to inquire, and I begin to look. It seems like that now the church is involving to where the standards are no longer taught. Hey, people are no longer adhering 
to certain things. They're beginning to question it when they never questioned it before. What is happening? Because it's not being preached. It's not being taught. Because I'm going to tell you right now, hear me. One service on Sunday is not near enough to work and begin to get things. Do you understand? God's writing a book, and he doesn't want chapters taken out. I still believe in a physical an appearance submitted unto God where women look like women. It is Bible. They are not to wear anything that appainteth to a man, neither a man to a woman. It would be really, really strange for me to have long hair up here. You would probably not stay if you saw me wear a dress. I'm talking to those that are born again now, born again of water and spirit. For those that may be watching, those that know better, those that have been taught better. Oh, hallelujah, glory to God. I still believe the Bible says that a man ought to have short hair and a woman should have long, uncut hair. I believe that. No trimming, no cutting. I believe there should be no jewelry war. I'm telling you right now, it doesn't matter whether it's a wedding ring, earrings, toe rings, it doesn't nose ring, it doesn't matter. It is an abomination to God. It is an idol from Egypt, and we are not to adorn our body with it. I still believe in a man presenting themselves clean looking, manly. No facial hair. No scrubby beard. I'm not talking about visitors coming in here. I'm talking about those that have visited our churches, showed up for this and that. They know better. They know what I've taught. And you don't know everything within me. I have to hold myself back. I'll be looking at them, and I, I just want to say, listen, you know better. Come back when you get a haircut. Come back when you get a shave. I'm not trying to hurt them, but it leaves an impression on other young men that because I didn't say anything, it is okay. It is not okay. I said it is not. You may not be excited about this message, but I'm telling you, the church of the living God is evolving. It is evolving to colored light. It's evolving to smoke. It's evolving to certain type of entertainment and music where the preaching is no longer motivating people to get out of their seat and come to the altar. Only the music, only the music brings you here. So many conferences, conventions, whether it be adult, whether it be youth, it's all hype. Give me somebody that gets it and gets it real. There's not a change in your life, honey. You need to question yourself whether you got the Holy Ghost or not. I love you, but I'm going to go with what God tells me to go. You got the real deal, Holy Ghost, honey. You're coming out of an adulterous generation. You're coming out of the wrong relationship. You're not having sex with somebody that's not your husband or wife. I'm telling you right now, that's the way it is. Oh, honey. You're not dating. You're not going to eat with anybody. Let me go a little further. You got the Holy Ghost. I'm talking real down Holy Ghost. You're not going to be fellowshipping with people that are not blood family, that are not born again. You're going to be friendly to them, but you're not going to sit down and eat 
The Apostle Paul said it. The church is evolving. It's evolving because as dinosaurs, we didn't know what we're doing. Three services is too many. God forbid, as long as I'm living, that we would have to go to one service on Sunday. We had one service on Sunday, you'd miss this service. And this service is to try to shake you and I to understand where we're at with Jesus. Now, I don't know about you. When I came in this thing, I was excited about Sunday morning, and I was more excited about Sunday night. Sunday morning was a type of service we still got excited, but Sunday night, honey, man, uh, you're talking about getting running shoes on. Uh, I got, because that was the evangelistic service. Uh, but now, but now because of people, now because they say they're too tired, it's too inconvenient, I live too far away, honey. Yet you don't have a problem going here and there to do what you want to do. It's evolving. I just stay with me for a little bit. I'm I'm just letting the Lord, he, he, out of the blue, he spoke to me that something's wrong when pastors today under 50 years old are not keeping the principles that their pastor taught them. Something's wrong. I'm not talking about certain circumstances where physically it's impossible to have more. But I'm talking about people that have been taught better. Why are they going just to one service? It's an convenience. I didn't think it was supposed to be convenient to serve the Lord. I thought it was supposed to be a sacrifice. I thought, hey, if it's a sacrifice for you to come Sunday night, then give it to God and say, God, here's my sacrifice tonight. I'm coming back to the house of God. You may not be liking what I'm preaching, honey, but God laid it on my heart, and I'm not budging from it. We're going to have two services on Sunday and one on Wednesday night, and i got a newsflash for you. Pastor Brown's been doing some teaching and preaching, but this bishop is going to start teaching more on Wednesday, and I'm bringing it, baby. I'm bringing it back to where we need to be. I'm going to teach on things that somehow you have misplaced and thought that it didn't matter how you looked out in the world. Listen, how you look here is not near as important as you look in Walmart. The church is evolving. Yes, it is. Whether you agree or not, it's evolving. It is not the same church I was born into. The respect for the elders is lacking because we're old. we got gray hair. We don't have any fire, they think. Maybe they ought to come here and watch me preach a little bit. i got 67 years soon of fire in me, and until I die, I'm going to have some fire. Why? Because when I got the Holy Ghost, honey, I got the Holy Ghost. My pastor told me, get rid of the TV. I got rid of the TV. I didn't ask. Well, 
Oh, you're glad I didn't go there. <laughs> the TV itself is not the problem. It's a problem you'd rather watch that than pray. You'd rather sit down and pop than go witness. You know I'm telling you the truth. It's easy to come home and plop. I've had a hard day, and somebody just died and went to hell, and you're watching your favorite show. I wonder what the rating is. There should be no questions about how you should present your body, none whatsoever. What you wear, what you don't wear. To those of you that are born again, born again, born again, born again, there ought not be for a woman a pair of pants in your house. Look, I'm not preaching for your hand clap, but I used to preach this back in the green church, and people were jumping out of the pew, but now you're not because you've got a closet full of it. You've got a drawer full of it. I'm going to go somewhere else. You've got jewelry in the house. You ought to go sell it. Well, nobody will buy it. Then throw it away. You say, what are you talking about? God told Moses, you tell them, I'm not coming among them. And I got a scripture. I believe I put it in there. I will consume them unless they get rid of their ornaments. Jacob told his family, take off those earrings and the gods that you hold in your hand, and he buried it by an oak tree. You say, what did David do? It doesn't matter what David did. He had a lot of wives. That'll make it right. We're in a different dispensation of time. Let me go somewhere else. Some of you that are not tithing, most of you tithe and give thank you. But some of you do not tithe correctly. You know better. The church is evolving. Let me go a little further. Let me go a little further. We have pastors that are under 50 years old throughout the land in every organization, non-organization, that I'm telling you something right now. You hear me. A pastor needs to get the finances of the church and his own personal finances right. Amen. It's amazing that when I used to preach, is anybody with me when I preach this? When I preach this, before everybody was excited, everybody was really shouting, but now I can preach it and there's a kickback. There needs to be an understanding. I'm not, listen to me, I'm not pointing fingers, but what I am saying is, why is the church evolving? Why is the church evolving? The church is evolving because I'm telling you, elders are no longer respected, and their ways are old-fashioned. Yes, I'm an old-timer. 
Yes, I believe in three services. And I know it's hard. I know we're getting older and we're getting tired, or I'm tired. My wife is tired. But I'm telling you, I'm glad when we come to the house of God. The Bible is plain. Psalms 30, 11 through 14, listen to this. There is a generation that curses their father and does not bless their mother. Parents, there is a generation that are pure in their own eyes, yet is not washed from their filthiness. There is a generation, oh, how lofty are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up. There is a generation whose teeth are swords, their jaw teeth as knives, who devour the poor off the earth and the needy among men. Acts 2, verses 40 through 42, it says, And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourself from this untoward generation. Faith has to be responded to. Amen. Not emotionally. Not emotionally. Not because somebody else is doing it. But because you're hearing the word of God, it's doing something you, and you're going to respond in obedience. Amen. I don't know about you. Some of you were not with us when we started. Only two people that I know of were here when we started in 2000. Some came on board real quick. And I'm telling you, I have preached these type of things over and over and over again. And I'm going to continue to do so. I don't know how many will stay, how many will go. I don't want you going. I need you here. But the word of God has to be preached. Sunday morning, if God tells me to preach a message like this, I will. But it's geared for the church. And so you have to preach it on Sunday night or Wednesday night. You got to use a little wisdom to try to get the people in and get them born again. The problem is we've lost the altar. The word doesn't bring you to the altar. Used to be when the word was preached, you'd jump up and run to the altar and you begin to cry. Now it's during the song service. And when they quit playing, you sit back down and you wait for whatever and then you go home. We wonder why we're struggling. We wonder why there's no joy. We wonder why. It says here, they that gladly received his word were baptized in the same day. They were added unto them about 3,000 souls, and they continued steadfastly. Can I say it this way? In the old man's doctrine. And in fellowship and breaking of bread and in prayers. God dealt with me about this today, and as I was eating... With brother and sister McCauley, my wife and Titus, I was asking brother McCauley about it. I, I already knew for myself some of the churches that I knew in the AC of JC. I know some churches here. And if you will do the survey, if you will do the survey, those that have one service, even though there may be a bishop there, those that have one service, the pastor there is under 50 years old. Why is he doing that? Has he found the answer that that old man didn't? It is convenient because of the nominal world, the charismatic movement are going to one services. 
Why are they putting lights up here? Word of God not good enough? Why do they bring smoke up? He was telling me of one of the churches that he knows of. They had a youth revival, and they filled the platform with lights and smoke. UPC. Why? What are they hiding from? What's going on in these churches where facial hair, let me go a little further, where men of God no longer feel like they have to wear a tie. Some of them don't even wear a coat to church at all. This is the king's house. Women in these apostolic movements come in. Jewelry, painted nails, brooches on their sweaters, gold in their hair. I thought the Bible talked against that. I'm not after an accolade. I'm not after what I heard from these people at McKinney's, as they said, with tears. Man, this message really touched me. Listen, a message touching you is one thing, but moving you to change is another. You know what? I was hoping, I guess I was wrong, that some of you mature saints that have heard this, you would set the example for the others coming in here. And when somebody said something, you would rise up and say, this is why we do this. This is why. Because the Bible says it. Not because Pastor White has rules, but the Bible says we are to come out and be separate. I don't know what I'll be teaching Wednesday, but I will be teaching. If there's breath in my body, I will be teaching. Stephen was picked to preach in Acts 6 and 7, and he got in to all of these religious preachers who were stiff-necked and hard-hearted. And he began to preach to them, going all the way back, bringing it. He even talked about how the Holy One of Israel you rejected, how you are stiff-necked. Hard-hearted as you resist the Holy Ghost. You know what they did to him, don't you? They stoned him. And so this is what people do. When we get on it like this, this is what people do. They run to a church that has one service where they don't hear this, where they're used immediately. It's telling you the truth. And so because they're used, they stay. That's not the reason they should stay. The reason they should stay is because God placed them there, but God didn't place them there. They placed them there. You don't have that luxury. I don't have the luxury, really. I could do it. I could resign right now and go somewhere else if I wanted to. But I would be totally out of the will of God. And you have the luxury to do the same thing. But you'd be totally out of the will of God. Because God planted you here for a reason. I preached something like this, believe it or not, in 2015. 2015, I went back, 2015, I warned you. I've had people in this church 
ask me to go to one service. I will not even comment on it. Don't even bring it up to me. Two services. I know you can't go to the scripture and find it. I understand that. But I had an elder. I had a pastor. Still have one that has two services. And he's in his 70s. And he's working. What would I do if I only had the morning service? I'd go plop. I wouldn't, but I'm just using this. I better be careful because you'd be. I'd go plop myself on the couch with the clicker. Used to be in this kind of preaching before the church evolved, people came to pray. They didn't talk. Church, you don't know what's coming. You've seen nothing yet. You've seen nothing yet. Persecution like you have never dreamed was coming. They hate us. You understand what I just said? They hate us. We cannot say anything against their teaching. Or they label us as a threat to democracy. Stephen let it rip. He was stoned. This man full of the Holy Ghost. With the face of an angel. Looked up into heaven and said, Lay not this sin to their charge. Went to sleep. What happened to churches? What's going on with churches? What's happening to our young people? Hear me for a moment. Hear my heart. God spoke to me today. You need to decide. For yourself. Why you live the way you live. You need to get it in your system. We told our daughter many years ago. You need to decide for yourself how to live and dress. You need to get in the book. And she did a Bible study. Called my heart his jewel. But nowadays. You go to an apostolic church, you'll see men on the platform with beards. You'll see them at fellowships with shorts. And the pastor won't do anything about it because they're tithe payers. Something's wrong with that picture. Did you hear me? Something's wrong. You're saying, Pastor, this is a hard for Sunday night. Hey, it's not hard at all. I'm trying to wake you up. I'm trying to get you to a place that you would understand. Look up. Your redemption draweth nigh. Do you understand it's closer than when you first believed? It's, 
pastime of playing church. It's pastime coming in here, singing a few songs, clapping. Come to, and then when the preaching starts, you just sit there. What stirred you to come back, Ricky? A dream that you were lost and undone. Thank God he did. What if I'd have changed? Preached a watered down, sugared down. Or said, you know what? I'm getting old. And I get tired. Oh, yeah, I get tired. I said, I get tired. I got people now. People even in here. I'm walking around. They're asking, you okay, Pastor? You okay, Pastor? Here, let me. I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> But when the Holy Ghost comes on me, I can still preach it. There's still fire. I'll say it again. I'm not picking on anybody. God dropped this on my heart. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you're born again, stay born again. Start living right. If you're living right, I won't have to preach this way. You know something? Can I just? Well, thank you. I'm going to be mean. I shouldn't have to say when it's quarter till and the screen says prayer time. I shouldn't have to say several times, prayer time. You know why I do that? So people stop talking. Why are you talking to one another when you ought to be talking to Jesus? Do you understand people need God? And if we're not going to pray, what's the use of even coming to church? praying thank you for those of you that aren't start you know what that tells me <laughs> you know I'm already in it so I'm you know I know I'm getting out you know it's not over my head yet you know what it tells me if you can't pray 15 minutes you're not praying at home and if you do it's just a few minutes You're looking, oh boy, I tell you, honey, let's be lying for the car as soon as we're through, okay? Don't let nobody stop you. We're out of here. We'll be back Wednesday. You know what it tells me? You don't want to pray. You want to come in here and find somebody that will talk with you so you don't have to pray. Instead of waiting till after service. Listen to me for a moment. Do you understand how much I need you to pray? Do you understand I'm trying to seek God? I'm trying to tell you what God has told me to tell you. Do you understand the importance of that? And if I have to keep saying, it's prayer time, prayer time, prayer time. You know what that does to my spirit? Hey, they really don't want to hear the Word of God tonight because they don't want to get their heart right to hear the Word of God. Oh, my, 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 my. Hey, you better do a self-reflection on your children at home and why they're acting and rebelling the way they are. Maybe you are praying, keep it up. Maybe you're not. Then you ought to stop, to start. Six conditions of the church. They're evolving away from God's word. One of them, they start having one service when there's really no need to have just one service. Financially, they could have two. Physically, they could have two. They have a place where they can have two. They just don't want to have two because all the other young pastors, 50 and below, are having one. 
Watch him. Leaving or evolving from one's first love. Evolving to blasphemy, speaking evil of God's things. Evolving to casting stumbling blocks, false doctrine, idolatry, and fornication. Listen to me. Young people, adult, hear me. Fornication. Do you know what it is if you don't look it up? You're sinning against your own body. If you can't stop, get married. And if they won't marry you, leave them alone. Well, they're not in church. I'd rather you be married and be right with God. You don't like this. I'm sorry. It's the word of God. This is what every apostolic church ought to be preaching. On Sunday night or Wednesday night. This is how they ought to preach it. Don't you agree? Come out of that relationship or get married. Thank you. Heard some amens, but I'm already pumped. It didn't take an amen. I'm sweated all the way through this shirt. There's so much fire on me. I love all of you. I truly do. But I'm going to tell you, those that have been with me a long time, we have worked too hard. We have labored too hard. Just to sit down and quit and say, well, we may just diminish. Honey, God built this from just three people. Hear me. He brought you here to help us now. And it's time to get involved. We got a fundraiser that we would like to do, a pumpkin patch. But guess what? It's going to take people to run it. It's going to take people to help it. day that God takes me, some of you that are there at the funeral, you're going to remember this man as an old-time preacher. There's more to preaching than just getting fiery. Evolving to false teaching, evolving from holding to things, First received, slumbering, evolving, just going through the motions. Where are you at? Brother Phillips, I'm going to look at that message. I think I'll preach it. Put on the same shirt if I have to go buy me one, same tie. Get a little green carpet up here. See what happens. Because I'm going to tell you something. Sweet pea. Jesus is coming. And if you read your book before he comes, great tribulation that the world has never seen will come upon the earth. And people's heart will fail them because of fear. And there will be a great falling away.
Bible didn't say how many services they've got to have, but it does say, forsake not the gathering together as the manner of some is, and so much more as you see the day approaching. It is not time for apostolic churches, my brothers and my sisters, to have one service. What are the people doing on God's day? This is God's day, not yours. Thank you. Did you understand? This is the Lord's day. It's not your day. This is the Lord's day. We ought to dedicate our lives to be here on time and be ready to pray. Wouldn't it be amazing if pastor just spent 15 minutes in prayer and never had to say, it's prayer time, because I know you get tired of me saying that, because you know I caught you talking. Oh, it's quiet now. I love you. I really do. I love you. I think the world of you. Many of you have baptized. Many of you I've seen miracles. There's something about a first generation truly getting a hold of God, understanding where God brought them here. They don't even want to go. They don't want to slack up. There's some of you sitting here, even though you're not near as old as I am, with first generations, what happened? Don't tell me you're old. Didn't say you could dance or run and jump and shout, but you can talk. And you can talk to Jesus. I don't know when I'm going to be through with this message. It's winding down, but I'm not putting the mic down until God tells me to put the mic down. I don't know what it is about the younger generation. They don't want to work for things. I'm telling you the truth. They don't want to work for things. They want everything, but they don't want to work. They don't want to commit. They want to be faithful. It's very evident with the help on its times. And that is coming into the church. They want move of God. They want to be blessed. They want people shouting, but they're not willing to work at it. On some old members, you need to prepare yourself and work at it. Ministry, you need to work at it. Preaching is work. It's not the eloquence of speech. It's not what I know. It's the anointing and the unction of the Holy Ghost. It's a word, timely, spoken. You say, well, this sure wasn't fitting my time. <laughs> no, but it was on God's time. I don't care how many thumbs up I get. I had my way. I had my way. I'll take the camera out of here. 
But I think about those that are truly sick and those that truly are not able to come. And those that watch it again gain something from it. So get ready. I have no idea what God's going to lay my heart on on Wednesday, but it's coming. We've already, how many of y'all have been here? I want to see your hands. Been here 10 years or more. You've been in church over 10 years. You know everything I'm telling you is true. I'm not trying to hurt anyone. I'm not. Brother Hillman is here because God brought him here, and one of the factors of many was because he wanted to go somewhere that still had church on Sunday night. And we are probably the only apostolic church in the area that still has church on Sunday night. Is that a fact? And every other church that I'm talking about is the pastor under 50 years old. Thank you. If I want to lay a foundation right, I better listen to the man that's got experience instead of trying to do it my way. There is no better way. There is not a different way. A man of God's got to work. He's got to preach. He's got to preach it, preach it, preach it, and preach it some more. He's got to live it, live it, live it, live it some more. They called it shucking the corn. preaching today up in the city. Nobody knew it. Told my wife later, there was a spell of five minutes that I got so dizzy, I was about to fall out. But I just kept standing. I just kept standing. I just kept preaching. And so you, you'll really never know when I'm preaching if I'm hurting. You'll really never know unless I fall out. And if I fall out, I've said this many times, some of you preachers, you need to come and get this mic and you need to finish what I'm preaching, and you need to preach it like your pastor preaches it. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord God. You say, well, visitors won't hang. Honey, if we're praying and we're doing things right, those that are hungry, they'll stay. Those that really want God, when they come in this place, they'll feel the power of God. They'll feel the anointing of God, and they will stay. But if they see you talking, when we're supposed to be praying. Man, even the kids tonight are, they must be, I love y'all. Don't be afraid of pastor. Jose, are you afraid of pastor? You, you don't know? Keanu, are you afraid of pastor? No, there's no reason. Now, stay in the spit zone. You'll be glad you did. My daughter ought to be back in it. Now, I appreciate my daughter. I love her. I was just picking on her a little bit. But some of the things I'm preaching, she knows. She knows. She knows. Some of you know. On Sundays, on Sundays, if you're not working, if you're not working, and some of you work on Sundays, some of you do work. Understand, there's going to be some exceptions, please. But for the most part, if you're not here on time to pray, it's a heart thing. 
my wife will tell you, we were coming back. She said, she said, honey, this stuff is Panera Bread. I'm looking at my watch and said, oh, man, I'm dealing with this message. I, she knows I'm dealing with it and everything. I said, maybe there's another Panera Bread closer, closer in Waco that we don't have to drive way over there to get that because I'm thinking, oh, I got to create time. I got things I got to prepare. I got to pray. And guess what? Oh, right there, right there, 335A. Praise God for 335A. And pull off. Got it. Boom. I got in the driver's seat. Listen. There's been many times that I have traveled 8,000 miles to come back and preach a message because God told me. There's been time that I'll leave Louisiana in a service and drive a car so I can get back at 6 o'clock and walk in and let's have church. Do you understand what I'm saying? You've got to love church the way I love church. It's not an option. Church is my life. It's got to be your life. How can I dismiss part of my life? I don't know. I pray I never end up in the, what do they call those places now? Retirement homes. Don't let me go there. Just pray God takes me. <laughs> because what would I do? On Sundays, I'd be up early. It's part of me. Do you understand that? Is it part of you? Well, it sure is a long drive. <laughs> well, the alternative is hell is a close place. trying to be popular, and I'm not trying to get you to say, well, we got the best pastor in the world or bishop, however you want to call me. I'm not after that. What I'm after is that you live for God the way you know to live for God. That's what I'm after. And really, you want it to. Yes, you do. You, you want it to. And you in your own life know when you are and when you aren't. And just because I don't get on it when I need to get on it, God's maybe trying to show a little mercy because you know better. But then when I get on it, Brother Phillips, I don't know if we'll ever get to the place that they'll jump out of their chairs again, but we can hope that they will. Even if you have to come and sit here and jump, could you do that for me tonight? Is your body well enough to do that? I only saw a little clip of it. He watched the whole thing. He said it was a, a powerful, powerful mail. He's, uh, uh, message. He said the people were, show me what the people were doing. And I was preaching similar to this about the way. Show me, show me. Okay, am I still preaching the same way? Now, I may not be able to get up here like I used to or actually walk. Now, believe it or not, I used to run the top of the pews. Now, do I have to do that again? Then get out of the seat when the preaching comes 
and begin to respond to the Word of God. Put your hands together. Magnify the King of glory. We are old-time Pentecost. The Lord bless you. I got spit all over me. I feel like David. Some of you didn't know. You know, he spit all over me. I'm not crazy, and neither was he. Some of you need to get on fire again. I hadn't put the mic down yet. Some of you need to get on fire again. Some of you need to get on fire again for your own soul. The altars are open. That's where the fire falls. The Lord bless you tonight. The Lord keep you tonight. Looking forward to Wednesday. The Lord bless you.